if you are going to make a Hitler diet book, I think your tagline for it should be colon cleansing, not ethnic cleansing. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Good to see you here on this, uh, this Saturday. I, I figured you were going to be kind of busy today, and I'm hoping I'm not intruding on your time. Why? Because I'm going to that cat video thing? No, I figured you'd be so busy for the next few hours trying to uh, Photoshop your cock over the, the uh, spoonful of cereal and the Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal Vine videos. Have you seen that? <laughs> Is it Vine? I've seen it on YouTube also. Well, I know it started on Vine, but... Uh, so I would be making a new meme out of an existing meme. Yeah, but instead of having... Cock. So you'd be somehow holding your video, your, your iPhone, and videotaping your erect penis over the spoon that's going into uh, Ryan Gosling's mouth. I guess you could do that. <laughs> Why would I use the video with the spoon, though? Why don't I just get the original video? Because it would it'd be, it'd be so much faster. Meta. Wouldn't it be faster just to go and just use it to cover your... Is your dick big it. enough to cover the spoon, I guess, is the question. Well, it's just all a matter of perspective. <laughs> you stand closer <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> I'm just looking because I you can see... These, you don't know these tricks from the world of porn? <laughs> Their cocks aren't that big. It's all trick <laughs> photography. The reason I'm asking they, is... All those porn girls, are they weigh like 70 pounds and they're like four feet tall. That's why the cocks look so huge. Okay, so it's just a matter of perspective. Right. It's well, all a matter of perspective. <laughs> well, Wacker, the reason I'm asking is I see a screen back there with... What movie is that? Is that The Notebook? Like, <laughs> I love <laughs> The Notebook. Is, is that what that is? Or is that... I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's Drive? I can't really tell. Drive is a good movie. I actually did watch... I rewatched it last night because I was talking with a friend about the spoon meme, the cereal meme. You know that that is a is kind of a brilliant meme. My hats off to that guy because uh, it's the funniest meme meme I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's just, you know some dude that just had a good idea, and uh, it's it's you're using Vine for the right. Vine should be used by Will Sasso to shove lemons in his mouth, by this guy to force feed cereal to Ryan Gosling, and by porn actresses. Or girls that just want to show There's their snatch. Any girl wants to yeah, show any girl that wants to show. Her. That's what Vine should be used for, right? And uh, this guy's using it the right way. So uh, my hat's off to that guy. Um, my hat's not off to another. Okay, guy. Wait, these should be these should be se- official segments. Sick and wrong. Hats off <laughs> this week <laughs> to a Vine and something about that porn and, and the serial meme. But now we're into the hats not off. <laughs> Hats back on section. My hat is staying firmly on my I'm head. Pull it down even further onto my head. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm pulling it down. I'm. It, it's not coming off my head for this next. This next charlatan, internet you're charlatan. Like those, you're like one of those computer programmers who's always wearing a fedora. <laughs> yeah, I have. You know, I have a. a uh, well, actually, it's, it's more of a hat with two beer cans on the side and a straw. <laughs> you love that hat. You bring it up all the time. Well, it's, I don't know. I don't know if you realize how often you talk about it. Well, it makes podcasting a lot easier. 
hands free. <laughs> it, it always comes up whenever the subject of somebody losing both her arms. You're always like, I, I would just get a beer, one of those beer can hats. <laughs> I think How you secretly really want that? one. You really you, a lot on this show. There, people with no arms comes up a lot. I guess it, I guess that is true. I think you secretly want one. Can't you make one on Cafe Press and just buy it? I should just make a get a three D printer and print up a beer can hat for myself out of plastic. <laughs> the next time I'm near a novelty <laughs> store and I see one, I'm buying it for you. Please do. Just sh- slap a sticker on sticker on the top. Yeah, be my official beer hat thing. Um, no, so so what I'm referring to is a viral video, a new meme that's been circulating along the tubes. Um, it was, you know, I saw it myself way before this person had to foolishly post it on my, my Facebook page. I'm referring to a man by the name of uh, Bryn, Bryn Lucas, who actually posted two funny things on my page recently. Uh, Bryn Lucas is a listener uh, who um, is a frequent participator in, here in the show. Um, is I Bryn a man or a woman? I think he might be a man, but I'm not quite okay. sure because that name is, you know, that name could go either way. Right. Uh, he sent in the middle name of Bryn. He sent in this new meme. Tell me if you've heard this whack. And I'm going to play a little bit of the song here. It's very popular right now. It's very popular on the tubes. White mm. people are thoroughly enjoying it. Is it I'm talking Swift? with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me Close through enough. again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Yeah, give away. Yeah, give away. Quit bumping your head to the rhythm. You're enjoying this. We eat ribs with this dude. But we didn't have a clue that that girl was in that house. She said, please help me get out. catchy isn't it i guess it's catchy <laughs> yeah, i, I, like I was humming it uh you know it's no going to work in my mini skirt but no but uh it's it's, it's definitely catchy and uh and it's it's very successful it's already as of as of today has like nine million hits on the youtube for that must uh, just burn your ass right Oh, yes, it does. As a viral attempter, <laughs> repeated viral attempter. Repeated viral failure, I think is the correct term. Uh, you never know. One of those videos, the, the old ones could just take off unexpectedly for some unknown reason. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're a glass half full type of guy, Wackerly, because I never thought you were. Well, um, mostly I just like making fun of you. <laughs> you're just <laughs> trying to encourage me, encourage me to fail again, yet at another viral fail, attempt. Fail, again. You know, I, no, honestly, I think these guys deserve their laurels. I'm referring to the Gregory Brothers and their group of uh, musicians from the East Coast, I believe. Bearded, bearded fellows, much like yourself. They're bespectacled and bearded guys. Yeah, much- I don't like how similar our looks are. Yeah, uh, did you get that look first or did you copy it from them? I think it was simultaneously generated. There is a <laughs> there is a female also, right, who's quite attractive. She has a beard too, though, right? Or is she a beard? She is the beard. <laughs> So okay, old vaudevillian terms for gay men's wives. It's funny. I gotta say, it's a catchy song. They do a good job. They did a great job with the the bed intruder song. Um, they also made an impressive video for the sweet George Brown or sweet Brown, sweet Brown. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of they 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 have a string of very successful videos. These Gregory brothers, they definitely know how to make a viral hit. But the fact of the matter is. 
What are we laughing at, Wackerly? Are we laughing at a funny song? Or are we, are we laughing the song's at... The not that funny. Uh, so then just we're, the tune and the beat? The tune, the beat, the, the uh, repetition of a, of a catchphrase. But are we laughing at that? Or are we laughing at a funny black person? Mm. That's the it question. It's uncomfortable to think about. <laughs> it's a troubling viral trend here of the funny black person, the hilarious black neighbor. But really what it is, and you know, I, I read an article on Slate about it. It's been on the Twitterverse as well. People have been pointing this out. Yes, I enjoyed watching that video. It is funny. Bed Intruder, very funny video. But you've got to acknowledge what you're laughing at. You're laughing at a ghetto person. You're laughing at a person in the ghetto, a lower socioeconomic class, that probably doesn't have the command of the English language that you Oxford graduates and you Yaleys have. And instead, you're laughing at this uneducated person who's saying funny things because they are funny. But you refuse to acknowledge racism. And same with the Gregory brothers. The Gregory brothers perpetuate the black minstrel stereotype, Wackerly. <laughs> that's, your, that's the point? That's the thesis. And that's, now I'm supposed to, uh, the thesis, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I'm it saying, seems like that may be the case. And the, and the funny thing now, at this point, as soon as you see a news report like this that's famous and like, oh, there's a funny black person in, in, being interviewed, and then you just wait. You're like, okay, when's the auto two days come out? Does it even take two days now? I guess they have to generate the music and. The I mean, that's, they, they're musicians. They're talented musicians. They have. Yeah, I mean, they have I'm their sure own band. Are. I mean, you know, Wackerly, you dismiss auto tuning as if anybody could do it. I'd love to hear you auto tune a song. Oh, is this a challenge? Challenge. <laughs> like, okay. Remember when people took tracks of my voice saying I would suck a dolphin's cock or whatever? Hilarious. Like, that was like a hilarious bit. Underpants. Yeah. And, you know, like eight people, maybe 18 people submitted songs. They were all relatively good. But, you know, these are our listeners. <laughs> yeah, but if our listeners can do it, does it take that much talent? I, I think these guys, they actually put together, they structure a catchy song. They come up with a beat. Uh, they have a good uh, a chorus, a catchy chorus. They also put the video together. So, I mean, I, I think they're definitely talented, and I admit that. But what Look, let me, let me say this. It's, they are talented. <clears throat> but there's tons of people in bands that are uh, around the world who are doing that, and they don't get 100 million hits on their YouTube songs. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's true. And I bet you the Gregory Brothers you know, regular band or whatever musical act that they had before – um, I bet you they didn't, they didn't get 100 million hits on their videos. What they're getting is 100 million hits of people laughing at a funny black person is what it is. And I, I think that's what the, I think people need to accept this Bed Intruder song and uh, this new Charles Ramsey video uh, at face value. Accept <laughs> what you're laughing at, you underlying racist bastards. That's what right. it is. Just I mean, admit, I, that I admit, admit that we're all pieces of shit and racist and enjoy it, but you have to admit what, what's going on, right? So it's, I, I, you know, like, like NPR has done a segment about this this week, and Slate wrote something up, and uh, specifically about whether this is a racist phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that they're, the pressure is building up because now, you know, Sick and Wrong Podcast is the final straw <laughs> <laughs> of once, criticism that these Gregory brothers are going to have to come out and make a statement, right? Well, once Which we, will be hilarious, and we can auto-tune that. Well, once we weigh in <laughs> on a racist, topic... We're not racist, we're not racist, we just like <laughs> these people, we gave them money to... 
We, we should actually. Do it. I, don't even, I don't even need an auto-tuning computer. I will just use the power of my voice and mimicry to do it. You already have a beard. I mean, you don't even need to. You could just go out and get a guitar. Get a, go get an acoustic guitar and just, yeah, and, and auto-tune yourself. I have a, I have a policy of, of not being videotaped on the internet. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> so, nobody okay. Wants, ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. As the funny blacks say. As a funny black person would say. And so, so the most successful videos, you know, people can counter this, this argument um, here by saying, by pointing out that the Gregory brothers have also auto-tuned Charlie Sheen. They've auto-tuned, uh, you know, uh, Mitt Romney's concession guy. speech. The, the rainbow, rainbow guy. guy. But, and, and, you know, Charlie Sheen got like, I don't know, 50 million hits or something. But by far, their most popular songs are the Bed Intruder song, Funny Black Guy, uh, Sweet Brown. Very funny, uh, funny black lady. Here, here's something that's funny. So I went to their Wikipedia page because I wanted to know about like their background, like if they actually went to some like music repertory school or is that even a thing? I, th- <laughs> I, I think they did that though. term. I think they did go to a uh, like an Ivy League school. But it's clear that their Wikipedia page they've self edited it or had a good friend edit it because there's nothing about that kind of stuff that talks about their background. Oh, they are originally from Radford, Virginia. They live in Brooklyn now, but like nothing that's damning. Like you know, they grew up rich or have uh, trust funds or anything. Oh, you know, but they they came from an entitled background. They had. To I have. don't know. It's not on here. I wish it was. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hold that against them. I would. I, mean, I don't. I mean, why? Why? There's a lot of musicians that uh, successful musicians that you know came from privileged lives and therefore able to nurture their talent. Their I know, skills. but I'm bitter. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm bitter about it too. I'm obviously bitter that their videos are getting 100 million hits and mine get four. But, um, but, but, but I wanted I, to – don't worry, I, I didn't finish my point. So the point being there, there's something interesting on this obviously self-edited Wikipedia page, which is exactly the kind of thing we're talking about. There's a list of all their videos and, and, which, and how popular each oh, one man. is. So, which, so what's at the top? A bed intruder, the the Antoine Dodson, it has a hundred million views. The second one listed is the Charlie Sheen one with fifty million. So half as popular as the funny black ghetto person, and the third one listed is Double Rainbow with thirty million, and it go, the list goes on. But there's there's things missing from this list. Yeah. The sweet brown one isn't on here. What about uh, the Leprechaun? The, didn't they do the a funny lepre- Leprechaun? The, leprechaun, the, the funny Leprechaun one? song. Which is also one of my favorites because I'm admitting that I'm racist and I, and I laugh at no, that. No, I, 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 it's funny. I it's not on here. And the, the this newest one, the Charles, whatever his name is, Ray, what's his name, Ray something, Charles Ramsey, Charles Ramsey. That one's not on here. Maybe because it's new, but maybe all those black ones that aren't listed would also be right under the top bed intruder one and it would look bad for these people which is why it's not it's not listed on the wikipedia page i wonder if you think like what in the hang is going on here fellas conspiracy that's what's going on i wonder if they conspiracy i think they clearly are are edited this list to make themselves look good so when people say like you're racist they point to their wikipedia page and say well how can you say that the second most popular one is about charlie sheen yeah the third most popular is double rainbow well, I guess that that's what what it comes down to is is the, are these videos exploitative? I mean, uh, I think the popularity of these videos has something to do with a unconscious desire to see black people perform. And when you say that, there's even when you say if the defense is that, well, our second most popular one is about a white guy, Charlie Sheen. Well, wait a minute though, <laughs> your popular black ones are about poor, disadvantaged, underprivileged 
uh, black people. And your From most popular white one is about a guy who grew up with rich Hollywood parents, is a multi-multi-millionaire. Celebrity. Celebrity with access to, like, high-dollar prostitutes and drugs and, in general, is a, is a mess but has an incredible life. And if you offered him money from your YouTube page, would laugh in your face that he even needed it. Well, I think that's how they justify this, this these racist videos is because they say, that, well, we give the proceeds to Antoine Dodson or we gave the proceeds to, you know, charity or, or, or what have you. But, I mean, I think what it is, and I, and I don't blame just the Gregory brothers. I blame us, the viewers. Um, we're mocking. Oh, I'm not taking any blame. <laughs> no, but we're mocking poor black people. I mean, this is a modern interpretation of blackface. How different are these guys than the dudes who ran bum fights? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, just the as bum, exploitative. The bum fights guys but actually, violent. And they actually encouraged bums to fight. <laughs> they I, didn't just come across the videotape. I also think that uh, bum fights, I don't know if they donated the proceeds to like homeless charities or anything like that. <laughs> they, they donated it to like 40s of malt liquor to give to the bums. Yeah. And, Get them all uh, riled up for the fight. drugs. But so when you're talking about blackface, everybody knows what blackface was. It was blackface perpetuated the uh, stereotype caricature of a black person. And in the early 19th century, I contributed to proliferation of stereotypes such as the happy-go-lucky darky or the dandified coon. And if you think about it, that's exactly what the Gregory brothers are doing. They're making fun of this Charles Ramsey who who is saying funny things. He, you know, obviously he's not the most articulate individual in the world. He's an actually, I eat a McDonald's. Actually, he is pretty articulate. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he just but... has a funny manner of speaking, and he talk. You know, when do you think the last time any of the Gregory brothers or Gregory brother at, as I call her, touched anything from McDonald's? I don't. I bet you they never have. Bet you they did once, and then yeah. uh, like their babysitter like tried to. We buy were it on for tour. They're we nanny. were like, driving across Nebraska, and like there was nowhere to eat. So we like we went to McDonald's, and I was like, "What is this? A Big Mac? Is this what the people like?" And it was so crazy. We just ate the McDonald's. Fuck off. Exactly, and uh, you know, and I think what they do is I think the Gregory brothers, you know, probably scour the news, or they, you know, they probably go to the same blogs that we do. They see this video and they're like, oh my God, this is a funny black guy. We got to make a song for this. You know, and <laughs> has anybody ever like did a, you know, scoop to them on an auto tune? I don't think you wouldn't be as popular because they have so many subscribers to their YouTube channel. It wouldn't be as good. They've cornered the market on it. But what, they've, what they're cornering the market on is proliferating, proliferating racist images, attitudes, and racist perceptions worldwide. So congratulations there. Gregory Brothers. I hope you're happy. Grand Wizard of the Gregory Brothers. <laughs> you know, it, exactly. I mean, you might as well be working for David Duke or the KKK because you're 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 perpetuating black people buffoonery for all for all white educated white people to enjoy. So, you know, you know who should get pissed about this? Jay-Z and Kanye West should say yeah, something. I don't think they want to even get involved. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, I'm surprised. Like... Jay Z, let's let's break this down. They both both of those guys are multi ten hundred millionaires. Kanye's fucking well impregnated uh, Kim Kardashian, which isn't everybody's cup of tea, but is quite a few people's cup of tea. Jay Z's boning Beyonce. Do you really need to give a shit to get into this argument? Okay, but what about Spike Lee? I mean, they're conscious of racist stereotypes in the media. These mm. are white people that are profiting. 
profiting. I mean, they, they make 100 million, 100 million, a video with 100 million hits on YouTube is financially successful for them. I mean, they made a lot of money off of that. What is that worth exactly? I don't know, but they... Has they, anybody ever sort of done a conversion of like generally, you know, every... Let's just break it down to by units of a million. Like how much? How much? What's the value of a million YouTube hits? I wonder. I don't know, but I mean, they, you know, something. they're profiting off of it. Even if you get right. thirty thousand, you know, what I'd like hits. to hear weigh in on it. Who? Ken Burns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't mind. You ever, you, you've seen the Ken Burns documentaries, right? They're, every single one is about race in America. Yeah, and I it's think Ken Burns. Talking in a soothing voice over sepia tone photographs of the Gregory brothers, zooming in, panning across a photograph, zooming out. And now we'll hear from <laughs> that he always he'll put in like uh I now I can't think of the guy's what's the black actor's name from like Dragon Morgan Freeman? <laughs> That'll be Morgan yeah. Freeman. Be like, well, I think that America can uh, ab- absorb this level of entertainment from the black folks of America, and it's not too bad. And then somebody else will be angry, a white person. Why Why is it? I mean, why have we always found black people to be funny? Why are they performers for us? Why did, why did white actors put blackface on and wear woolly wigs, you know, to, to perform for people? I mean, and, and this is essentially the same thing. Instead of watching it on stage or watching it on the Internet. I mean, you could, you know, you could get a master's degree and this could be, your, you know, you could study it for years and write a big, long fucking thesis on it. Or I we did, could just spout off on our podcast. <laughs> I think it's because they're generally, you know, they're they're strange. It's these, it's the humor of like, oh, they're they're weird and bizarre. Culture. It's this alien culture, and right. what it is, it's it, what it is, it's it's educated people making fun of poor people. We're making fun of the poor's. They live in the ghetto. They can't right, speak but you don't properly. see a lot of these videos about poor like white fucking crackers either. You know, well, because they wouldn't be as successful because they're not as funny. And the Gregory brothers know they're cash cows. The funny Negroes. That's what they are. The dandified coons. That's what you make there, Gregory Brothers. I hope you're proud of yourself. You know who should sue them? Somebody's going somebody's gonna to take that clip of you saying dandified coons twice out of context and like, make a song out of it. Well, I hope they auto-tune, auto-tune it, it. <laughs> and point it to the Gregory Brothers. Yeah, but you know who should sue them? Charles Ramsey should sue them. He's a private individual. They are appropriating his likeness for, for monetary gain. So, maybe I, I think maybe the news station would be able to sue them for using their footage, but I, I think once you go on the news, you, you don't like have ownership of that clip of yourself saying anything. Yeah, but they 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 made a video out of it. They made a song out of it that they sell on iTunes. I think Charles Ramsey here could stand to make to if he sued them. I think he would. Uh, I, I think he'd stand to make a lot of money. I think he should. I, I wouldn't sue them in the courts. I would. I would sort of you know in the court of public opinion. I would make a big deal about it. Like I'm poor. I. I have this fucked up mouth. I need my teeth fixed, which, come on. All that's I not use racist, McDonald's, right? so my diet isn't that good. Okay, now you're doing the black voice. <laughs> Seriously? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, it's I'm, not know? racist to point out that his teeth are all jacked up, though, right? No, his teeth are horrible. I mean, and he lives in the They're ghetto. and horrible. Like, they need to be fixed. Yeah, and he lives in the ghetto in this, like, ghetto. really poor neighborhood next to a pervert. I would, just make, I would just make a, a, a YouTube of myself being like, you know, it's great that these guys live in fucking Manhattan and, you know, they make music all day. I work in a garage, like, changing tires fucking for 60 hours a week. I don't even get overtime because I work at two different garages. I can't afford and, to shop uh, at these Whole guys, Foods. you know, they got 100 million hits on my video. Like, that's neat. It'd be neat if I had some of that money and lived in Manhattan and, like, got to hang around this pretty white woman <laughs> and fucking bang on the drums all day. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, I'm just Charles Ramsey, this guy who saved three women who'd been kidnapped for 10 years. In the ghetto. But, you know, these Gregory brothers, um, they've got this industry of auto-tuning people, and I guess I'm just the latest one. Exactly. And, you know, folks, signing off from my YouTube page, I'm Charles Ramsey. All I want to say, you know, in closing here, people, is I think think you should be self-aware. I think you should be aware of what it is that you're laughing at. When next time you watch an auto-tuned black person from the news, uh, you can enjoy it, but also you should feel an equal measure of shame. An equal measure of shame, exactly. <laughs> and and shame on the Gregory brothers. They deserve it. My hat's staying on. For shame, Gregory brothers. For shame. That's bad, right? The hat hat's staying on. Yeah, it's not coming off. It's not. Not for this one. Not even for the lady? All right, I'll not, tip it a little bit for the tip lady. It for the lady. <laughs> I won't even tip it. You know how, like... In etiquette, even in the olden times, men, they would just touch it. You're supposed to take it off to, like, you know, show your head and as a bow obsequiously to a woman. But, like, even even men in olden times, they would just touch it. Like, fuck that. I'm just touching it. I'm just – I'm going to touch it for the lady. But for the Gregory brothers, it's staying on. <laughs> I'm not even touching it. No. People, this is episode 380 here, Sick and Wrong. I, You know, by now you should know how the show works. Uh, Wacken and I present the most disturbing items of the week here. Uh, you can send in your submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or through the Twitters. And uh, people, you should know that if we do read your story here and give you credit for the article that you send in, we will send you a Sick and Wrong Care package because we love our audience. We really do. And, uh, and we encourage you to uh, visit our sponsors and support more free Sick and Wrong pod crafting. Uh, one of our sponsors in particular is – it's a good one to visit because uh, you gain from it as well. It's a love, love – symbiotic relationship adamandeve.com uh here's a word from our precious sponsor hey sick and wrong listeners want to add a little spice to your sex life Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So, Wackerly, the first story here uh, came in from Jason R. Uh, Jason writes, hey, fuckers, this story is pretty sick and wrong. I'm a longtime listener, and this is my first submission. Hope it gets picked. He's so hopeful. Well, congratulations, Jason. You've won the sick and wrong golden ticket. This is like when you apply to Harvard and you get the, <laughs> an envelope comes back in the mail. Oh, I'm on pins and needles. <laughs> you know, because he's been shuddering in anticipation this whole week right. till the podcast came out. But you have won. We have chosen your story. 
There he is. <laughs> Your article got on the craft. Um, you know, we probably had about, I don't know, 50 people send the story in. It's, it's the most obvious story of the week, but he was the first one. Um, it's the Ariel Castro kidnapping and rape in Cleveland story, which if you don't know about this... He, he's actually the rapist and the kidnapper, but his name is the most famous. Yeah. Um, if you don't know about this story, you've been in a cave. Or in Afghanistan or something in a cave. Maybe locked in some other dude's basement. Or maybe locked in someone else's basement. Um, what we're referring you miss, to... You miss out on a lot of news when you're uh, living in some guy's basement for 12 years. This, this is a stellar sick and wrong story. And I'm not trying to rhyme with seller. Um, but I... Did, were, were these girls... Um, I'm just going to keep interrupting because everybody knows the story. But yeah, I'll yeah, try yeah. and let you go. But were these girls... So 10 years ago... Like what? What was a popular band? I almost said like <laughs> Aha, but I guess that was like Backstreet 20, Boys. Twenty five no, years Beep? ago. Well, no, not Bieber. Backstreet Boys, I guess, or ten Nickelback? years ago, or was that twenty? Probably 15. Nickelback. No, because it was like two thousand three. Yeah. Ought three. Yeah. I wonder if they came out and like you know, was Christina Aguilera still popular? No, but Britney. she's really fat. <laughs> really weird. Yeah, I wonder if they had a TV. They don't say any mention of a or TV even a set. radio. I bet you they didn't. You know, okay, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what they did for fun. So, uh, okay, just I'm just going to give you the benefit of the doubt if you if you don't if you haven't heard of the story. A uh, police in Ohio have charged a man, Ariel Castro, with four counts of kidnapping and three counts of rape, following the release of three women held captive in a house for a decade, ten years. Ariel Castro, 52, owned this house in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, in which Amanda Berry, 27, who's not bad looking. Uh, Gina De Jesus is 23, and Michelle Knight, 32, were all rescued after being freed uh, after 10 years of uh, captivity here. Uh, and they were rescued by um, Charles Ramsey, the funny black person in that Gregory Brothers video. That's off to him. For shame, Gregory Brothers. My hat is off to Charles Ramsey, though. You know, I love how, uh, you know, uh, so Charles Ramsey became this viral sensation. Um, I love how like, they, they start talking about his background. Well, you know, he was charged with three counts of felony domestic battery, but his ex-wife is on uh, speaking terms with him. So right. it's not that bad. A lot of stuff happens in the ghetto. He's definitely no saint. Um, Who is, though? Yeah. So now now because this – I love when, when you get an article like, like this because – so this, this story came out on like Tuesday – and we don't do the, the podcraft till the weekend. So now we have all these details that are emerging about life. It's much better. It's been house. seasoned. Yeah, it's been seasoned because instead of just like saying, oh, God, you know, ten, uh, after 10 years, three girls were freed from captivity. We don't know anything about it. It's kind of like Fritzel. I mean, this guy essentially is a U.S. version of Fritzel. I think Fritzel's worse because it was longer. Um, but, I mean, this guy also fathered a child with Amanda Berry. Kept yeah. three girls for 10 years. Uh, they say now that the, uh, the women were kept captive in the house with ropes and chains. Uh, were only allowed out of the house in Cleveland twice on two occasions in 10 years. Um, allegedly, he had let them go in the garage in disguise. He also oh, let, yay, the garage. <laughs> he let them where in I the always backyard. wanted to visit. <laughs> he, he put them in the backyard Is that an old well. can of paint? Neat. <laughs> I want to know what the disguise was. Was it just like a big Jewish nose with glasses and a, a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> like the Groucho Marx nose? Yeah. Just... I think he's, I think that guy, I, I'm not sure, but that our neighbor kidnapped Groucho Marx. <laughs> it's all in the garage. There are three Groucho Marxes. 
Um, he's cloning them. <laughs> isn't a bad idea. If you're going to clone somebody, Groucho Marx is up up there on the list. If you're going to have a sex dungeon, though, you kind of have to. I wouldn't choose Groucho Marx for yeah, a but, sex dungeon. Yeah, I mean, he's hot. But I think you have to have it in the ghetto. He is hot. Because no one's going to notice anything, any weirdness going on. Like this, this well, the ha- middle of the country would be another... You don't want to be like in the upscale gated community sex dungeon. It's not so easy to pull off. You also don't want to be in like a suburb of Chicago, you know, predominantly white suburb of Chicago. Like he lived in the ghetto. Um, People that were in the neighborhood were also, you know, poor working class individuals. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's uncommon to see a house that had its windows covered in plastic and boarded up because they can't afford to fix it. I, mean, I think it's just completely People normal. People in, in less, you know, affluent neighborhoods are less judgmental. They don't give a shit if there's weeds in your yard. You're Whereas not... if you live on like, ooh, Periwinkle Court, uh, it's in, it's in, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything, Maple, <laughs> Maple River Estates. I live on Periwinkle Court, Ma- Maple Winter <laughs> Estates. Oh, yeah, no, it's that new development. Like if you have a weed in your yard there, your neighbor's going to come over and knock on your door. Oh, um, Mr. Simon, I don't know if your uh, your gardener hasn't come here this week, but I noticed there's a dandelion. It's against the regs. <laughs> you know what I, mean? Fuck I, also, I don't want to live in that fucking neighborhood. But I also think that uh, if you do, you know, if you live in this poor neighborhood in the ghetto here, you're not going to be all that concerned about property value. You're not going to be that concerned like, oh, black guy moved next door. It's going to ruin the property value. You might be annoyed that your neighbor's yard is full of weeds and he has a sex dungeon. But you just like, who the fuck am I? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you know, you I got to I gotta go to work. You know, time to be s- fucking criticizing him. You know what kind of surprised me about this uh, article is that Ariel Castro, right now all these uh, you know, facts are coming about, out about his character, and he's an awful pervert. But uh, one thing in particular is I guess they found a note, suicide note, saying that he's, he admits to being a sexual predator and having sex addiction and needs help with it. But he also blames the victims for getting yeah. into a car with him. <laughs> and you know, it's, what's funny about that, what's funny about That's that hilarious. is, what's the most fucking obvious kidnapping tactic? It's just get in a car with him. I mean, shouldn't you, shouldn't he have like offered, I don't know, candy or booze or something? These girls just got in the car with him. I did notice that that he didn't offer anything. No, <laughs> he was just like just, oh, the ride. Well, a ride. You a, ride, a ride. That's good. But don't every do, did kids stop learning about that since we're you know they're in, on the internet all day that they just stop learning that you're not supposed to take rides from strangers. Don't get in a guy's car. Ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just. But I, I think it's funny that I mean, victim blaming is a thing that just the general hoi polloi that's reading an article and hearing a story does. Like you know, a girl gets raped and you're like. That's horrible, but she was wearing some sexy Short outfits. Because yeah, but the actual perpetrator of the crime isn't allowed to blame the victim. <laughs> well, <I laughs> like mean, as you're raping the woman, you shouldn't have worn that sexy dress. Well, well That's what is not he allowed? You are raping her, sir. You kidnapped her. You can't blame her. You but did it. What is he trying to justify here? Do you think it's going to lessen, like, mitigate his crime? I mean, if people are like, well, you know, they did get in the car with him. Yeah. You know, maybe not. Let's not give him the death penalty. It's not that bad. Was this a handwritten note? I don't know. They just found the note. He writes a suicide letter. Uh, Maybe I won't kill myself. I'm going to save that in my drafts folder. Maybe I'll kill myself next year. (laughs) So unfortunately, unfortunately, these victims did get into the car and he didn't drive them home. 
uh, he drove them straight to his home, his house of horrors in Cleveland in the ghetto. And uh, there they were repeatedly, repeatedly raped by Castro and beaten savagely uh, when they became pregnant. And this is probably one of the most horrifying details that have come out here is that uh, Michelle Knight was pregnant five times. She's a 32-year-old. Uh, but the babies didn't survive the beatings. Uh, she suffered three miscarriages. Um, and uh, Knight says that uh, the also suffered hearing loss from the beatings as well. And um, Damn. Yeah, I guess when, eardrum. when Castro found out that, uh, that Knight was pregnant, he would, uh, he would make her abort the baby. He starved her for two weeks and then repeatedly punched her in the stomach until she miscarried. It's an effective technique there, Wackerly. Because you can't take, if you had three girls kidnapped, you can't like take them to the doctor for anything, much less an abortion. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to do a home abortion. I just always thought that, uh, I mean, yeah, you'd think there'd be easier ways than just the, the starving and punching in the stomach. But apparently it works. You mean like roller skating and, and Jack Daniels and a staircase? Yeah, I mean, it's what I th- I'm sure you had a staircase. I'm just surprised that... Uh, God, we're just sounding very offensive here, aren't we? <clears throat> well, I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, I'm not going to kidnap any women, but if I did, you know, what are, what are the logistics of that sort of thing? I don't know if that's offensive. Maybe the Gregory brothers should auto-tune a song about home abortions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it yourself abortion. Yeah. Do it yeah, yourself you know, abortion. You notice they didn't or, uh, auto-tune, like... That that we they have that woman's voice the one the one that got kidnapped the first one that escaped they have her voice like on the you know nine one one call why didn't they oh, yeah, auto tune that they didn't auto tune that I'm, I'm no. surprised maybe it's because she's not a funny black person oh she's also poor she's, she's Latina poor? um I guess Castro felt differently when Amanda Berry whose voice was on the nine one one call became pregnant and uh, he had uh, he uh, bought a inflatable swimming pool. And had Michelle Knight help birth Barry's six-year-old daughter. This is how like Wiccan women have their babies at home. You know, he, he said when she was pregnant, she was going into labor. Castro grabbed Knight and told her to deliver the child. He said if the baby dies, he would kill her. And I guess the baby stopped breathing and the girl had to give her mouth to mouth. But she somehow managed Jeez. without medical training to deliver a baby in an inflatable swimming pool in this man's dungeon. And it made me think... Could anyone deliver a baby? I mean, isn't that isn't not that hard? I don't think it's that hard. If it's <laughs> you know, if it's a, a typical birth, if if there's complications, that's when it gets. I mean, this is like a tautology. <laughs> if yeah, there's but... complications, that's when it becomes complicated. <laughs> but even if I could deliver the baby, what I'm always thinking about when you hear about this stuff, like oh, we couldn't make it to the hospital, we just had to have it in the cab. Uh, what do you do with the umbilical cord? <laughs> you tear it off with your teeth. But that's that doesn't give me the full detail. What, you, you cut it off at the baby's stomach, right? And then you have to tie it like a balloon. Do you? I think do you so. Just let, and then do you cut it off at the vagina also, or do you just let it hang there, or do you stuff it back up in? Have you ever seen a magician like pulling out those those napkins or like those, coming. <laughs> the handkerchiefs? It's kind of like that. You pull it out till it's just the thing comes out. The placenta pops out of the vagina, and then you're like, you, you win. So it's attached to the placenta. It's not actually attached anywhere, like up inside the uterus. I'm an authority on these on these matters. So yes, it is attached to the placenta. 
if I had to if I had to do a home birth like unexpectedly, I would at least hope that my internet was working because I'd be fucking on Wikipedia like now what now what do I do with the other half of the fucking umbilical cord? I have no idea. But you know, hang on, lady. When, <laughs> Just when... leave it hanging there for now. Don't touch it. I'm googling. When I was reading this, it reinforced my fear I have of pregnant women, especially pregnant women like in the office place, because they could pop at any time. And like, I I remember when I did work in an office, like women would work until like they're eight months pregnant. And it's like, could you imagine? Let's say you're in the elevator, elevator stuck, and all of a sudden she just goes into birth. That means I would have to be responsible for birthing this child. I would be so traumatized. Just just turn to the corner and start looking at your phone and just be like, ignore it. Ignore it. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just sit there and pretend to be on Facebook. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah nothing's going on over there. Turn I'm... to the corner so you don't have to make <laughs> eye contact with her. That's my advice. And then she gives birth in this baby. And then it's in the newspaper. She's like, yeah, I was in the elevator with this fucking asshole who was yeah, on Facebook true. the whole time and wouldn't help me at all, even though I was screaming in pain. And then that I would be, be interviewed. Maybe she would die. Yeah, and that would be even worse. And then I'd be interviewed. No, because then you can say, I tried everything I could, but she just died. And the baby was so beautiful. Wait, hold on a second. I got to update this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the Twitters. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 did, it did frighten me. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, but it, you know, just live baby tweeting. To- <laughs> this lady is totally having a baby in this elevator with me that's stuck. Hashtag gross. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, retweet that if you tweeted it. A couple more facts that are coming out here about the case is uh, neighbors reported seeing naked women on dog leashes crawling in Castro's backyard. Yeah, right. Seemed normal to their neighbors, though. Well, yeah. it is the ghetto. Did you call the cops when you saw that, or are you just telling me now? Yeah, we didn't call the cops. <laughs> because you're not judgmental in this neighborhood. People just do it, do their own thing. I thought maybe it was just a really ugly dog that he shaved. <laughs> <laughs> One neighbor said he saw um, a woman holding up a baby near a window covered by wooden planks. Um, what, what I find the funniest thing about it and the most amusing aspect of the story is now they're interviewing family members, Castro's family members. And, uh, you know, he had two brothers. Both are not being charged with uh, They with were this arrested, crime. but then they were released. Well, they're being charged with other outstanding warrants. But one of them is like the local drunk. Do you hear about him, Julio? No. Yeah, they, uh, one of them, uh, not Julio, it's O'Neill, O'Neill, Castro. He's like 50. They're like, yeah, when they found him, he was passed out in his underwear just in the backyard. Could you imagine that level of drunk? Like, but that's Bob Madigan level of drunken that. behavior. It's yeah, like yeah. where you don't even put pants on. You're in your tidy whities and you're just passed out on the ground, not even in a chair. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't look good. Does not look good. And if you look at the the, the mug shots, and then, they, and then you know the cops wake you up and you're like uh, uh, all groggy and don't know what the fuck's going on. And like we found three women in your brother's fucking <laughs> basement, and you're like, huh? Just give me a second to like collect my thoughts. And plus, what you think you're just hang out? You're like you know completely hungover and delirious. You're seeing like, the pink elephants. <laughs> um, my favorite story though that's coming out from one of Castro's relatives is I guess it's his brother-in-law, and like the whole family right now is you know saying shock. that he's a demon. They say he's in shock and that you know he's horrible. I think part of some of his family left the community because they're so embarrassed. 
Um, he, he has two daughters, too. I mean, he has a daughter. I guess it came out that he was very violent to his ex-wife. He used to beat her and shove her in a box. But and that's not funny. But that that's not funny. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny. But the the funny aspect is what what he used to beat her with. And I guess his uh, brother in law is saying that he his brother in law in a video that I saw. Uh, he said that Ariel Castro was a very weird dude, and he used to drive around with the upper torso of a female mannequin. The upper his, torso. Yeah, not the not, no legs, just the upper torso. And he used to just he used to dress it. He would put makeup on it. He would drive around in his car. It had arms and stuff. Right? Yeah, head arms. It was the full upper torso. It had breasts. And he would drive around with it in his car. He'd carry it around to parties. And people were like, I, I don't know. He's just an, uh, an eccentric individual. This was before the era of real dolls? Or just this was all he could afford was the mannequin? I think he just found it in the garbage somewhere, like in a dumpster. <laughs> Scrubbed it up. But I guess on it. it came out that uh, he used to beat his wife with it. So I don't know if he tried to make his wife make out with her or whatever, but he beat her with it and shoved exactly. her in a box. Now kiss the mannequin. <laughs> it's a punishment. I guess it, it also said that uh, he um, was a very cheap man and he would buy McDonald's for his captives and he would cut the burgers in half. So they're only allowed to eat half a, half a burger. Jesus Christ. Yeah. People complain about how unhealthy McDonald's is, but that burger is only like 120 calories. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not even much food. 60 calories. You know, you, people keep saying, like, why didn't the girls try to escape after 10 years? Don't you think you'd have a chance? Well, I think he, he chained them up most of the time, but he would also pretend to leave. That's what one of the victims said, that he would leave, but then he'd come right back in. So if you tried to escape, he would beat you with a mannequin. No, and, uh, punish you. So I think he Game of Thrones. Yeah. So psychologically, I don't want to give away anything, but and exactly. But I think psychologically, he uh, persuaded them to uh, scared them into 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 being his captives for ten years. Why would you want three women in your house for ten years, Wackerly? Could you imagine? I could barely. I can't even live with one. Yeah, but if they're chained up in the basement, it's <laughs> a different story. It's not like <laughs> when she's nagging you to you know like go shop for curtains and stuff. Yeah, I guess you could just shut the door. I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying what you're imagining is a different scenario. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, did he buy them tampons? You know what, you know what they say about women? What? <laughs> <laughs> they say that you can't live with them, and you also cannot live without them. Yeah, I mean, That's apparently... Have you ever heard that one? I, I have heard that a couple of times. My <laughs> hat's off to whoever came up with that because ain't it the truth? It's trite but true. It's true. Um, I just called my my little contribution trite. I don't appreciate well, that. I mean, people have heard it before. <laughs> I think I think what's coming out about uh, what's coming out here about this story is that the uh, it's the inaction of the Cleveland police to report to anything in the ghetto. I think if now it, that is a scandal, somebody needs to auto tune that shit. My hat is on for that. Well, you know, I think, if, you know, if, uh, if this had occurred in a upscale white neighborhood, people would be freaking out. And, uh, you know, the cops would have been on it immediately. But the fact that these girls were, like, Hispanic and they live in the I ghetto. See, I'm not chalking it up to racism or classism. I'm chalking it up to, hey, Cleveland cops, you are fucking incompetent and lazy. <laughs> exactly. I think that, like, I, I like wonder, didn't they say that at one point the cops were there and they like saw the chains and stuff? We're just like, eh, guy's got chains in his house, whatever. I think they went to his house like once, and uh, because there was a fight that right. Ariel Castro actually reported. But you know, but you know what's interesting about that, <laughs> that takes balls. He he has three women chained up in his house, yet he's calling the cops about stuff. 
You know, you know, it takes massive balls. Right. Is, did you hear? He actually, I think, started a group looking for one of the girls, Gina yes. De Jesus. Like he showed up at their search rally and had like, He's like canvassing the neighborhood, canvassing the neighborhood with posters. Even though the whole time the girls in his uh, in his house trapped in chains. It's, good, uh, it's a good uh, misdirection. Right. Yeah, but uh, but that's chutzpah. That's the definition of chutzpah. Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, more facts are going to come out uh, as the girls start being interviewed and start, you know, talking. But uh, definitely probably one of What's the... What's going to happen when this guy goes to prison? I mean, he'll have oh. to be, like, in segregation, right? Yeah. Or he'll he's... just be murdered on the first day, which is yeah. shaved with a toothbrush. They don't like sex offenders already. And this guy is, like, sex offender 10,000. Like, he's right. just... Yeah, I mean, this guy... An egregious sex offender. So, yeah, the, whatever happens to him in prison is going to be deserved. It's not going to be pretty. Anyway, Wacker, what do you have here for the second story? <clears throat> this is sent in by a listener, and I, we picked it because it relates to the other story. So, this is kind of. Uh, a guy in training for for Ariel Castro, and in some cases, it sounds like he was, you know, going to be the next level. But, so he's uh, a he's a uh, sex dungeon padwan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the listener says, I "Wonder if he intended to deep fry them or mix them in a haggis." Stay alert for updates. Seventy-seven, Josh. I think the 77 is something when I cop, cut, and paste this, it put it in there. So I think it's just Josh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Massachusetts man. Uh, he has charges against him that are so horrific, they almost de- defy thought, says the reporter. The guy's actually British, by the way. So uh, I'm looking at you, UK listeners, and with a little bit of blame in my eye. Devious. Brits. I never trust them. He'd been living in uh, Massachusetts for a while. Uh, and he faces uh, charges now uh, after he confessed his plan to lure children to his home for sexual abuse before killing and eating them. Mm. Which is kind of a trifecta. If you like rape, a ch- I guess maybe it's quadrifecta, perfecta, they call it. You know, you kidnap the kid, then you rape the kid. And then, then you, you kill the them. kid, yeah. and then you eat the kid. Quadfecta. I mean, this guy. Yeah, Exacta? Is well, that what they call at it? At least this guy had a plan. I mean, uh, you know, he had an outright plan. Whereas, what did Ariel Castro? I mean, what was his plan? Like, He bought some chains. Just buy some chains from Home he Depot. He bought a kiddie pool, but that was a later date. Yeah, a birthing pool. What do you, what do you say like, when you're at the department store buying a kiddie pool, but people know you have no children? Like, what's going on? Eh, my drunk brother, you know, he gets drunk, he likes to sit in the pool. Eh, I don't know, I just buy it for him, it's his birthday. Uh, you know, I'd rather him not piss on my floor, you know? Yeah, he piss in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's alleged that as early as 2010, this guy's name is Joffrey, by the way. Joffrey. Which, uh, I'm seeing uh, similarities here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about the the cannibalism or the killing, but my brother oh. probably would kidnap a young boy. Well, lure definitely have sex. Luring. Yeah, lure. I mean, he likes. I mean, eighteen, but still, that's young compared twinks, to twinks. Twinks. Yeah, like twinks. my brother likes twinks, and I think that's that's why my brother has every video game system you can buy. 
That's how he lures soda them. and candy and pizza. Yep. Your brother knows how to do it. He doesn't do Porn. this like just oh, just get into my car thing. No, but I I don't put it past him. I definitely <laughs> would, would not it? get into my brother's car. You've been in that car before. It smells like cigarettes and ball milk. As early as 2010, Joffrey, not your brother, this Joffrey, was using Skype uh, and other programs to communicate with uh, and trade child pornography with other fellows, uh, gents on the internet. It blows my mind that people do. I understand that there's pedophiles out there, but why would you be so stupid to have a digital footprint? Yeah, I'm sure there's like crypt encrypted you know communication im programs and stuff but this guy's just using skype like, just nobody skype. will ever find out yeah i mean what a fucking <laughs> anything idiot. i type into here it's like secret right and, and, he, <laughs> no, and he's skyping not. with some guy that he doesn't even know about kidnapping murdering and eating a child yeah idiot. it's like it's you're, you're talking about sort of like the know your dealer <laughs> approach <laughs> to life know your dealer Man, I, you don't want to just go buy drugs it. on the corner from some guy. First of all, they could be tainted and poison you. Second of all, that dude could be a fucking DEA agent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how, how he doesn't know this guy. Know your online child porn friends. <laughs> like, you got to have a meetup. And, like, and it, you know, check them out, vet them. And a secret handshake, you know, or something. Or a, right. a jacket or patches. I don't know. <laughs> like that jacket with a scorpion on the back that Ryan Gosling wears in Drive. It's so silly. <laughs> That, Nobody but, could pull that off. But it looks like a pedophile. Like that's probably his yeah, pedophile, it's a pedophile symbol. Jacket. He's probably knowing. And, and you'll notice that he makes friends with the lady who lives next door to him with the small child, the single mother. That's totally a pedophile move. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if if Ryan Gosling was the ringleader of a pedophile gang. I think they deleted those scenes from the movie. Maybe it's yeah. in the director's cut. You know, the the original name of the movie was Driving Children. And they, <laughs> driving your cock. Into a child. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't. They did some focus groups, and they're like, "We like the movie, but not the title." I didn't understand it. Oh well, we deleted some scenes that that was what the title related to. That's why it doesn't make. We'll just call it Drive. I, I had a, uh, a quick digression here. Is I had an ex girlfriend who was really, really into the Don Henley song, "Boys of Summer," and I uh, did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You remember that song, Boys is of it Summer? Is Don Henley or is it actually the Eagles? It is I think it's Don, Don Henley solo, actually. It's, it's, solo a, it's a god-awful song. And every yeah, time it came sad. on, I would tell the story about how it was originally titled Young Boys of Summer, Whom I Molest. And she would get so mad. Like, it would precipitate a fight. Like, we would get in a real fight about it. Like, it would, at oh. first, I would, she was like, don't even go there. Don't go there. And then she would shut it off sometimes. But then I would That's still- the one where he saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac, right? Is, it, is that in that? I don't know. I believe so. I, I, I really do think, though, that uh, Don Henley was a pedophile. They always play that at baseball games. Yeah, before he rapes a, a little toddler in Little League. <laughs> this guy wasn't even just into normal child porn. You know, just like, oh, there's a little naked kid and it's... what? What is child porn? Like, is it two little kids having sex with each other? Or is it like a grown man having sex with a kid? Or is it just a naked kid? I, you I don't know, really understand it. I don't want to really investigate it because I, it's disgusting. <laughs> no, no. But I'm, I'm saying, what gets these guys off? Like, is, is it just someone's home video of them bathing their two-year-old? Which people are allowed to have that. Yeah, but I mean... You're just not allowed to jack off to it. But do, if you were a Catholic priest, do you think you would see it and just start jacking all that and make you instantly hard? It's got to be worse than that because tons of people have those videos on their computers because it's like, oh, well, it's a video. Maybe it's not your own kid. <laughs> like, oh, is this your kid? No. 
whose kid is it? I don't know. That's when you're in trouble. <laughs> so, okay. But this guy didn't even just yeah. like that. Like, I, I, I guess I'm imagining that's what normal child porn is. It's like vanilla porn child porn. porn. But this guy likes child porn where the there were images of injured, dead, and mutilated children. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I am so glad that I jack off to just normal shit. His internet moniker was Fat Long Pig. <laughs> long Pig is a common term for, uh, like, when you eat a human, it's a long pig. Because I guess pig. when you cut the head off and the hands and the feet, it just looks like a long pig. I never Because we're sort that. of the same color. The upper torso of a person looks like the upper torso of a long pig. I'm saying okay. upper torso a lot because that's a steel phrase that was pointed out on my Facebook page this week. Upper torso? Yeah, because we said it last week about something. Because um, really, it's just, there's no upper torso. It's just torso. A torso, yeah. I thought there was, yeah, I guess it's just a torso. Yeah. Um, the top half of the torso is, I guess, the upper torso. Um, did he tell the other monikers of the people he was talking to? I'm kind no, of fascinated by this. It doesn't say that. But I guess long pig is common on cannibalism websites. Everybody calls themselves like some variation of long pig. And this guy was fat long pig. Fat long pig. Uh... Okay, here's what you want to hear the crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got caught using Skype, basically. Uh, <laughs> this is what this guy had in his home. He actually hasn't abducted a child ever or raped a child. So we know he probably has, you know, Jesus Christ. I, mean, I don't think you make uh, th- that many complicated plans like that. I don't think you could be that thorough if you haven't already attempted it. This guy lives in Worcester, Mass., which is it's sort of in the center of the state. It's like the second biggest city after Boston and Massachusetts. He, uh, he had a dungeon-type setup in his basement. And it wasn't just sort of ropes and chains like Ariel had. Uh, first of all, it had a chair, <laughs> a TV, and internet access, which is what I would have in my basement. It yeah, wasn't sort bad. of an unfinished crawl space. He also had... <laughs> that's normal, right? He also had a child-sized homemade coffin. Now, that's weird. You could say, like, I'm a goth. I'm into really, like, dark things. And, like, I know it's weird and creepy, but I'm into that kind of stuff. If it was a regular-sized coffin. If it's a child-sized coffin, that's a little bit alarming. Also that it's homemade is alarming. (laughs) If you went to, like, if you went to a vintage, like, you know, what what am I, like, antique store. Like, oh, look at this really cool, like, child coffin from, like, the 1800s. You yeah, could buy yeah. that and pull it off. I, You'd I, still be girls would be disturbed and, and guys would be disturbed, but you could sort of explain it away at some point. Like it's like, a look, I keep antique. my booze in there. Yeah, you open it up; it's full of Jameson. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. It's a weird liquor cabinet, but I could see what I see where you're going there. But not not like a homemade one made out of plywood, <laughs> unpainted. <laughs> Why do you have that? What is it? First of all, it looks like a child sized coffin that you made out of plywood. That's what it is. It's mm. creepy. It also. It's a little disturbing because it had large speakers with wire. I don't really understand this, but it's creepy. Covering wire mesh at one end uh, and exterior locking devices. Generally, when you bury a corpse in a coffin, you don't need to like padlock the coffin because the person's dead. Yeah. So, so I wonder what he was planning to do here. Was he planning to bury the child and then taunt him like through the speakers? Like, hey, how's it going in there? The dark or or like <laughs> pump in two life crew or something <laughs> over and over on a loop. Baby got back. Yeah, that would that be was from Mix a lot. That would be great. 
Uh, he had other stuff. He had a small steel cage with locking devices, uh, a steel tabletop featuring steel rings at six positions. Wow. Presumably for restraints, says the reporter. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What else would those um, be used for? Snooker? He had a cabinet freezer, an upright freezer, disposable scalpels, which I didn't even know was a thing, uh, butchering kits, and what were described as castration tools. God, God, you know, you know what's creepy about this is if you ever did see this, you probably would. That would be the last thing you see because I don't think you'd be allowed out of that room. Also, you probably would be a child and you haven't seen much things up to that point. <laughs> yeah, you're like five just, years old. I, I can't imagine. This is this is so much worse than uh, than what Ariel Castro had in his house. I mean, he had the waiting pool, a couple ropes on the wall, maybe some handcuffs, mannequin, box, some McDonald's. I mean, this guy is basically Dexter, but a pedophile version of Dexter. Right. He, you know, and I don't think the trial's over. He's facing a 27-year jail term. I don't know if facing... Actually, I think he's confessed, so... I think he actually is convicted, and he's going to go to jail for 27 years. And then when he gets out, he's getting deported back to England. (laughs) (laughs) You could have a back line. Yeah. You know what? He'll probably get, like, a, you know, government-paid-for apartment and food and stuff and just be on the dole, so... So nice, uh, good luck with that, listeners from the UK, paying for this guy's elderly age. God, you know this guy could never go to a pub. I mean, if yeah, he if can, people... people will forget. He won't tell anybody that he was like in jail, or he might say he was in jail, but he'll make some shit up. But you don't think one person's going to recognize him from the news and just be, yeah, fat, a long pig. Twenty-seven just... years from now, maybe people will still listen to this podcast. His name's Jeff Joffrey Portway. Remember that name, Joffrey. Portway, if you if you hear that, or Fat Long Pig, if you if you see that twenty seven years from now, because this podcast will still be around, we're going to be very old at this point, but just as funny. The FBI started this investigation of a different guy, Robert Deduca, who lives in Milford, which is right next to Worcester. Uh, uh, a little while ago, he that guy's getting eighteen years. Oh, in two thousand ten, the investigation started, and basically they busted this one dude, and then they got on his computer. And from what they say, using advanced forensics of his digital media, which you know is bullshit, right? They like opened up his like email list and like all the addresses and found them. Advanced forensics, like digital media analysis. They uh, they rescued 160 children and arrested 51 dudes. This is why you know your child porn friends. God, 51 dudes. And it was called Operation Holitna. What does that even mean? <laughs> the only thing I can find, it's a river in Alaska, in like the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Is that like a pedophile river? Do pedophiles <laughs> canoe think, there or I, something? I don't think a single person lives there. And that's weird. <laughs> Maybe there's a bunch of Inuits up there that are touching children. Yeah. I don't know why. Obscure reference. I was really curious as to why they called it that, but there's no justification. So, so did this guy have his lair in the basement? Yeah, it was in the basement. So this dude, you know, took precautions because he's, he's white. Probably lives in an upscale neighborhood. So if he had, a, you know, if he had boarded up windows or uh, weeds in the front yard, or um, you know, or, or a child-sized coffin in his backyard, I think people would have been suspicious, and then they would have called the police, and the police would have investigated it because it's in a white neighborhood. Whereas I think if Ariel Castro just had a child coffin in his backyard, he's like people... unloading a, a steel child-sized cage from his truck and like just moving it into his garage. Nobody would say shit. They think it was for pit bulls. 
Right. You know? <laughs> it's just dog fighting. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody does that around here. It's just dog fighting. No big deal. Who cares? This the FBI investigator's name was Bruce Foucart. <laughs> Foucart. Maybe there's a French pronunciation that I'm bl- uh, not doing right. But uh, he says, There isn't a place in the United States on the internet or the planet in which you are truly safe. We will investigate you. We will prosecute you. And we will bring you to justice. That's what he's Bad saying ass. to the child pornographers of the world. Dirty, hairy pedo buster. I get because I guess these fifty-one other or fifty other dudes who've been arrested were it, all over the all over the earth, different countries and stuff. Do you child porning it up? Do you think when they arrest these guys, they like beat the shit out of them a little bit? I would hope so. Yeah, I think they deserve to get knocked around. Knock them around. You don't yeah. really, you know, you like got them cuffed and you're moving them in the car. And oops, you banged your head on the door frame. That kind of stuff. Whoops, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to castrate you. God. Oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to leave you in here handcuffed and not, you know, without shitting for 17 hours. Oops. <laughs> I didn't just tell that whole group of black guys in your cell that you just raped three children and planned to you eat them. You don't want to put them in the general cell because then they die and then you can't take them to court. Exactly. You got to be a little bit careful. Well, there you go. Two uh, sex offenders from vastly different socioeconomic places. You know, people yeah. send your stories to stick around podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Wackily, we got a few phone calls here and uh, a, a funny update to Facebook that I, I want to get to. Uh, before that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends. We eat anyway, we, we got some phone calls to get to. Uh, 206-666-3846 is that number. Let me see here. What is the first call? Oh, okay. Hey, here's another person that's, uh, you know, you know, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so bothered by the insensitivity that it's going around just on the internet, um, the phone calls that we get. Listen, listen to how insensitive this is. This is something I could imagine the Gregory Brothers doing. Hey, Dan Lance, Third Eye and I, I wanted to share a movie idea with you. So you get a bunch of adults with Down syndrome, and then you take them to Chuck E. Cheese and have them just play a bunch of kids playing the games of Chuck E. Cheese. And, uh, like, the kid, the guys with Down syndrome would be fucking just schooling the fucking kids. And they're like, yeah, get some. And, they, and they're like, I know how to get the best tickets. Anyway, uh, enjoy. What, he wants to just take a bunch of Down syndrome kids to Chuck E. Cheese and let them go nuts? Or did I miss a key point of that? I think he was saying take a bunch of Down syndrome kids to Chuck E. Cheese and have, like, regular kids just beat their ass at all the games because they're... Down syndrome kids, and they're at a disadvantage mentally to a regular child. Right, but like, does skee ball take a lot of mental acuity? But I guess you probably don't have the hand-eye coordination of a regular toddler because you are a forty-four-year-old Down syndrome guy. A Down syndrome person could beat a toddler at skee ball. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like an eight-year-old kid or a toddler? Okay, an eight-year-old. A toddler can't even hold the ball. Okay, an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old. 
10 year old. Let's just oh, say 10 year old. 10 year old could probably win. Yeah. And so this 10 year old is sitting here going against this retarded person and just besting him in all these games and then for our own amusement. So we'll, we'll watch this and we'll be like, look at that retarded person. They're making a fool of him. You know, I got an idea. Here's a great idea. Why not, why not just get a bunch of retards and put them in a ball pool at the McDonald's Playland and just have all the other kids just peg them with balls in their retarded faces? Uh, neither of these things are fun to me. <laughs> They do I mean, have skee ball at a bar near me, though. I mean, I could, I could see. Why that not just go to that bar and and you don't even have to do anything. You can actually watch a bunch of drunk assholes play skee ball. It's kind of the same. I guess they're kind of retarded people, you know, in, same in the same thing. way. You know, maybe the Gregory brothers should make a video out of your movie idea, like auto tune, like retarded people. <laughs> no, it's not my movie idea. You're talking about the caller. No, I'm talking about this this caller here with his uh, his incredibly his novel concept for a movie. <laughs> you can auto tune anything. It's easy. That's what I'm saying. Who would he? I wonder who would you cast real retarded people in the movie, or would you get actors like that look like retarded people, like um, Sean Penn? Yeah, Sean Penn's a good actor. He he plays a damn good retard. Tom Hanks. I could see Tom. I could see Tom. I could see Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus. Louis C.K. No, no, not, not Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Juliet Lewis. Juliet, Juliet Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, she one. could. She could do it. I think Let's Johnny. Just list all the actors who played retarded. Johnny Depp. He played a, re, a retard um, once. Uh, Leonardo who's DiCaprio. The short guy from uh, the Graduate. Di- DiCaprio. Remember? <laughs> who's and, the guy uh, from the Graduate? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Oh God, he played probably played one of the best retarded. We all right. Billy I, Bob Thornton. Dustin Hoffman. Billy Bob. Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Robin Williams, he played a retarded guy. Which um, one did he play a retarded guy in? Mork, Mork and Mindy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, about, uh, what about that movie with the Ritz Crackers? Uh, is this and, one of your. Uh, Han Solo. This is one of your porn, pornography movies. There Who's the guy who plays uh, Indiana Jones? What's his name? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. He played a retarded Ritz guy. Crack- yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't, I'm asking. It's, it's a borderline. He's like mentally challenged and then he takes a drug and he becomes smart and but then he the drug wears off and he goes back to being mentally challenged I he might have been in some kind of a catatonic state and not actually like mentally impaired oh, you're talking about raiders of the lost ark no. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's seen it he he's he's becomes obsessed with ritz crackers and he starts painting paintings of ritz crackers and the Boy, the box looks and stuff. I, I got to know the name of this movie because I'm going to watch it tonight on Netflix. It sounds great. It's, watch it with a woman because it's very heartrending. Oh, you okay. might get laid. So it's a, it's a good movie for a prelude to sexy time? I can't really remember. Maybe. <laughs> Do an experiment. <laughs> Sick and wrong sex experiment. Yeah. Did I have sex or did I not get to have sex? Because you of can this, report back on it next week. Because of this movie that Wackily recommended, that just ruined my night. I think maybe um, Annette Benning is his wife. But she was kind of <laughs> hot back then because this was like maybe the early '90s or late '80s. I wish I could remember the name, but I can't. Anyway, uh, thank you for your uh, movie concept here involving Down syndrome people being humiliated. That's, that's good. I like it. I like where you're going with that. I hear a second call. Hey, second wrong. It's uh, Toothless Toby. I haven't, uh, well, <laughs> holy shit. Um, my bad. How baked is this guy? This dude is so stoned. He always calls in really stoned, but it's been a while since we've heard from him, though. You guys can go ahead and make fun of me now. Uh, okay, anyway, we just did, actually. <laughs> I just recently had a friend um, 
kill himself playing Russian roulette. And I was just curious on your thoughts, whether you thought that was suicide or not, or was it gambling or suicide? Because to me, still trying to figure out, maybe I have biased opinions because the dude was my friend, but maybe you guys can help me out a little bit. All right. So what do you think there, Wackerly? Gambling or suicide? Gambling. Or, well, was he gambling? I, 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 was there I don't money know. on the no. table? Was there money on the table? Were there a bunch of Vietnamese guys in the room throwing money down? Is that the deer hunter? Is that the movie? Yeah, deer hunter when they did that. Um, I would say that's a, that's a good movie for a prelude to sexy time. You just basically just wait till your girlfriend passes out from boredom and then you just you stick it in. Do that. You don't need to do that experiment. Um, <laughs> you already know the results. It'd be no. No sex. <laughs> I don't think this is suicide or gambling. I think what this is well, is if it's gambling, it's gambling. <laughs> if you do something and you and you put money down, and you say to the guy, uh, "If I blow my bla- if I blow my brains out, you get that money." And you probably could also take all the rest of the money that's in my wallet because I'll be dead. <laughs> but if I don't blow my brains out, I get that money. Then that's gambling. I, I, Can't be argued. Okay, I, I guess if there's money involved, it would be would be gambling. But what I call this is. Uh, is Darwin's law. This is survival of the fittest right here. You know, this is uh, this evolution. Fit person doesn't play Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... What if you're really good at it, though, and you do gamble? How do you be good at Russian roulette? I mean, you're... you're lucky. I, I just... <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe if lucky even Maybe you have, like, a very sensitive, like, musculature in your hand, and you can tell if the bullet is, in, you know, by the way the center of gravity of the gun tips this way or that way. Uh, you can tell if the bullet's actually in the cha- you know, the proper chamber. I, I doubt that's a, that's a skill that most people play that game have. I think usually they're probably no, very drunk. most people aren't good at, at Russian roulette. Yeah, just... you, but you know, I, I kind of liken that to the uh, the Russians that uh, climb up on the cranes and hang down and do push ups and whatever and whatnot on the on the crane. You know what I'm talking about? Thousands of feet up in the air. Yes, I do. And once again, what about the people who jump off of? Uh... Mountains with those wingsuits. Survival of the fittest. It's like if you're going to do it, there's a good chance you're going to die. And if you die, I really don't think you're, you know, the society is going to be missing a genius here. You know, it's not like if, uh, Stephen a, Hawking is playing Russian roulette. We can't if, really do it. But. What if a pretty lady, though, uh, you know, she goes to the bar and this dude comes in in his wingsuit. All, his hair is all windblown and he's got his, like, sun golden skin and he's sort of weathered and rugged and... And she bones him because he's like this thrill seeker, and she, she's so macho and handsome. Are you talking and... about Ryan Gosling? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> it sounds like you are. But she I... bones him because he's doing this wingsuit shit, and and that's the that's the opposite of survival. He he his seed is going on because of the wingsuit shit, and like that chick is not fucking you because you're sort of a conservative guy who could like collects stamps. Well, okay, I think in that case, I mean if the 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 guy might the guy might die, I mean he might end up dying. Do you think the child's going to be uh, also born with the thrill seeking gene? Yes. Maybe maybe she's a conservative. Maybe the kid that's being born is a conservative. I you know I'd say the chances of this wingsuit man going into a bar and picking up a lady is slim because he's probably going to die on the side of a mountain somewhere. Right. Same with the Russian. He won't be fucking any pretty ladies. Yeah, he's not going to be fucking any pretty ladies. <laughs> if a if a woman saw you playing Russian roulette, would she be turned on? Probably not, unless you just kept winning the whole time, yeah. like you know, fifty She'd be times in, in a row. Be intrigued. 
Well, then she's gonna be like, let's go to Vegas and win some real money. You think you were a magician? And magicians get lots of ass. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, if you're gonna play Russian roulette, and you, there's a good chance. You know what? How many how many barrels are in a uh, in a, or how many chambers are in a gun? A revolver, six, uh, six or seven, or maybe there's even some with eight. Okay, maybe there's some with five. So there's a good percentage that you're you're probably going to die. You want one with a for people that are probability and statistics challenged. You want a gun with a larger number of chambers, <laughs> assuming you're putting one bullet in and spinning the thing around. So I don't know. I don't know if it's gambling or suicide. I think it's weeding out the idiots. He's suicidal. Anybody who's going to play a Russian roulette for real is a suicidal person. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I it's mean, suicidal. You, uh, and there might be money who, on the table. So What about people who smoke two packs of cigarettes a day and then they die from that? Is that I think that's suicide? also survival of the fittest. Is it suicide, though? Well, I mean, you could argue that it's suicide because they're killing themselves. But are they really killing themselves? I mean, shouldn't suicide be something that's more instant? I don't know. So what about the person who plays Russian roulette all the time, but is just lucky enough that he doesn't die? Well, he's well, he's definitely suicidal. He has a death wish. This is an interesting semantic question. Yeah, I mean, I think we're so. The, the let, same let's point. say a guy plays Russian roulette twenty times, and the twentieth time he loses and dies, um, and you'd call that suicide. But what about all? Was he? Was he? What about all the times he was playing Russian roulette, but he didn't die? But, uh, those weren't, those weren't acts of suicide. Yeah, but, but it's really... a suicidal attempt. Every time you okay. put a gun to your head and pull the trigger, you're attempting suicide. Whether or not, so you're just saying if you die, then you suicide. But I, think I think I'm just trying to blow it up into some weird conversation that doesn't. Really, it's just a semantic. It's not warranted. Semantics question. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it comes I down write to a Darwin's law. One hundred one paper on it and get an A. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, sorry about your friend passing though. I mean, that does, does kind of yeah. suck, but he sounds like he was kind of an idiot. So, um, you might, or maybe not... he was just very depressed. Yeah. Or possibly either way. I think, uh, you know, I think you'll be fine. They're toothless Toby. Maybe go see a dentist. All right. Here's, here's the last call. This is a very angry man who's really upset. He's taken umbrage at something that Wackerly said last week that he found particularly insulting. Nice. Well, you're North of England correspondent. So I like to listen to uh, to the podcast when I'm uh, on my long commute to work or my hour long commute home. And every episode, there's something that I feel I need to phone up about, but I can't be fucked to pull over by the side of the road. I love his voice. Until now, over. Wackily, you eat at Arby's for fuck's sake, and you're dissing the Scotch egg. The Scotch <laughs> egg, the most beautifully presented breakfast item that you can possibly think of. A hard-boiled egg wrapped in sausage meat, rolled in breadcrumbs, and deep-fried. I mean, for fuck's sake, man, what's the matter He's not happy <laughs> with you. He's in the north of England. <laughs> if they do, I'm going. He is not happy with you. I mean, you dissed the scotch egg. I wasn't trying to diss it. I just if I think I would get immediately uh, like stage five, meaning the highest stage, like massive heartburn, and I would just be in so much pain. Yeah, but I think I bet if we were in a bar in the Scottish Highlands, you'd probably eat three of those. I would at least eat one for the experience, but I just I think it just sounds like something that would give me such bad heartburn that it wouldn't be worth it. 
Yeah, but you'll go to an Arby's and eat what looks Arby's like a. Doesn't... Yeah, but you're eating what looks like a diseased vagina with like pussy cheese on it. I'm and not eat three of those. tofu over Scotch eggs. I just there's something about the sausage and the deep friedness <laughs> and the egg that would give me horrid indigestion. I mean, I think it sounds. I, I think it's just the idea of it is absolutely vile. What about a deep fried egg without the sausage? Would you you eat eggs, right? Why would you deep fry an egg? Why not? Why, fry fry an <laughs> you egg. You get one life to go through, and it's like a roller coaster. You gotta try everything. God, that, okay, I've been no, maybe maybe deep fry. I think it's just gross. I probably wouldn't eat it anyway. But but to wrap it, I think in you're, sausage I think you're, meat. I think you're imagining um, like putting the whole thing in your mouth. <laughs> but what if I slice? What if I deep fry the egg? Then I sliced it into little bite sized pieces, and you just ate a little piece of egg with a deep fried ring around it. That could I mean, be good. I suppose I would. I would try it. I, it's. I mean, how do people eat these scotch eggs? I don't know, like an apple. I think <laughs> you just chunk, they just bite into it. And it's like it's, there's it's a firm. Scene, there's a scene in Snuffbox where Rich Fulcher eats a scotch egg in in a car. Yeah. And I think he just sort of eats it like as if it were a Cadbury egg, and you just sort of put it up your, you know, you, you, you not with a knife and fork. You well, eat what it does it hand. smell like? Like a deep fried sausage covered egg. <laughs> smells like a Scotsman's fart. That's what it smells like. It's disgusting. <laughs> I, I don't know, yeah, but I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not dissing it because I think it's gross. It is a little gross, but uh, and that it doesn't taste good. It just would give me bad uh, indigestion. So okay, so there's an a legitimate inhibit reason. my drinking. Yeah, there's a legitimate reason why you'd have that. I mean, I, I what is this like something that they you know they serve at bars? This is like in a pub. It's pub food. Yeah, but bars over there are different, right? A lot of them have sort of legitimate kitchens and stuff. And they actually serve actual food. Whereas here, right. what, do, what do they have? Uh, like eggs? Like, uh, what are those eggs? Pickled eggs. Pickled eggs. They have pickled eggs the and they have like chips, crisps. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, Olives. you could you could do a t- you could do a food network show just going around the country of the United States and uh, pointing out sort of the weird types of novelty bar foods that are in different regions. Hmm. Cause you know there's bars in the in the Great Lakes area that do like weird pickled fish in a jar. The pickled egg thing is big in Michigan. You know, some places have uh, hot dog machines just sort of plugged in. What would be interesting about this documentary is is to interview the people who survive on that food, like that's the those, flies. Well, the, and, and, the, and, the and the bar flies. the bars that cater to like that old dude who has no family who just hangs out at the bar every day, uh, they're more likely to have weird foods. And then that's probably all they luck. Yeah, you know, they, they have a, a lot pot of the bars luck. in the Tenderloin do that sort of potluck. They got the crock pot going and a loaf of wonder white wonder bread and the paper plates. <laughs> Remember that one in uh, Chicago that served the bum corn? There's a, <laughs> the bum popcorn. A lot of the Asian bars in the Tenderloin will give you weird Asian foods, like little bugs and stuff, shrimps. Yeah, they they give you uh, uh it's it's not shri- it's a, some kind of Asian shrimp though. They're right, like a jelly jelly shrimp. Yeah, and like yeah. they're it's almost like a yeah. It's like it's this dried. It's like a potato chip or something, but it's shrimp. Like I was, a shrimp I, was chip. A bar, I was at a bar with Captain Carl a couple weeks ago, and the weird Asian bartender who could barely speak English. She set out these like black sesame sort of pressed it was like a payday candy bar but instead of peanuts it was this like sesame seeds and it had been blackened and it was just disgusting <laughs> the last thing you wanted to eat while you're trying to drink beer 
but you know you had to do it to like you know be polite yeah i wonder if that's what they do in china you know this they should make a show kind of like that guy that uh i forgot the name of the show but it's on on the cooking channel zimmern is that the dude that just goes around and eats the insane amount of food well, that's Adam Richmond. Adam Richmond, yeah. They should do this, but they should do it with Lance Wackerly. And he just goes from gross dive bar to dive bar, just trying their, their cuisine, the dive bar cuisine. I would waive my standard of never being on videotape <laughs> to do that show. Uh, you know, I'm going to, you know what? Let's do a Kickstarter. Let's do a Kickstarter, Wackerly. You live We're, near Hollywood? Pitch it. I'm going to try to get Wackerly to go to every dive bar in the country. And trying eating the food and drinking there till you're inebriated. And Speaking gonna... of suicide, <laughs> I don't know, we got to come up with I a good name. I would die happy. We got to come up with a name. It's got to be. I don't uh, want to go into any dangerous neighborhoods, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, like, you'll I don't, don't want to be crew. like the only white guy in like a fucking black bar in the south side of Chicago because you hear that they have some like weird fried food. Yeah, but you'll be with a crew. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to look into this. I think if there are any producers out there, contact me, sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We should probably point out that I'm actually much more handsome and uh, telegenic than we, than we talk about on the show. Yeah, no, That's he, just, he that's really just for laughs. Yeah. That's just for laughs talking about how just gross I am. And, and to be honest, I mean, he's a hip guy. He's got a beard. So he, I've got these like dark plastic glasses yeah he's got like horn room glasses he's got a i mean a beard. you could take me to a stylist and get i could have a cooler haircut maybe, maybe get like an urban outfitters flannel shirt on you or something like that or a cowboy <laughs> shirt or something a cowboy shirt yeah maybe a cowboy shirt with some embroidery <laughs> i'm gonna look like a fucking idiot <laughs> uh it'll be good it'll be good i think we're gonna call it maybe we'll call it barfly i like it barfly yeah, this is a good idea. Producers, contact me. Sickerongpodcast.com. And also, you can call the Sickerong hotline at 206-666-3846. Uh, people, we, we thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Uh, you definitely help us out. You boost our exposure. Uh, you know, we are we're, we're consistently usually in like the top, I think now the top 50, top 100 comedy podcasts on iTunes. But every time you subscribe to the show and you give us a rating, it boosts us. And we get more listeners, and we're encouraged to keep doing it. So uh, thank you for listening to the show on iTunes and rating us. Also, uh, T-shirt update. I am still in the process of uh, creating the brand new incredible Sick and Wrong Tee, the 2013 Sick and Wrong T-shirt. Um, but if you want to buy a shirt now, we do have a few cheap trick shirts left of just extra larges and larges. So you can go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and buy a T-shirt. Also, there's a link at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store to our cafe press store where we sell a bunch of other sick and wrong swag and T-shirts. So, uh, yeah, you can sick and wrong outfitters. You can go get outfitted completely in sick and wrong, sick and wrong wear. Uh, for the sick and wrong song of the week here, we're going to end the show with a song that Wackerly received. Did you get it to the P.O. Box? And what, what was that that you got? It was someone's band. Did, do you, well, did they, they write a letter? A letter? But I, I, did, I forgot we were going to do this. They wrote us a letter. I'm not going to get it. You want me to? Yeah, yeah. Do you have to, well, let right, me see. What, what's the name of the song? I don't even know the name of the song. It's something about a horse. I don't know. Hang on. I, I wasn't prepared. Hang on. I, mean, I should have probably uh, told you about this in advance. Yeah. Um, Okay, you got it there. So oh, it, it's a it's a punk band, right? Metal. Well, they're kind of like a punk country alt country band, you know, from the UK, which is a weird thing. And uh, they're called the Small Town Doggers. Small Town Doggers. 
Oh, wow. Says, hey, I'm... Dean Lance, I've been listening to your show for a while now, and I always enjoy the shit music that you put on from time to time. Thank you. I'm in a country band called Small Town Doggers, and we're a bit shit, so I wondered whether you could play something off it. One of the songs called, oh, it's called Consuela, was inspired by one of your stories about a fella getting fucked by a stallion. <laughs> <laughs> it's old school singing wrong there. Yeah, I liked that story and felt bad for the guy because, after all, we all get a little carried away from time to time. Very droll. <laughs> Keep it sick and wrong, you cunts. Sorry, like I said, we all get carried away every so often. Joe. Joe. Pretty good. Do you think he's a dogger? Do you think he goes dogging? In a small town? Yeah. In a band. So small town doggers. I mean, I'm sure there's a organic reason why they came up, came up with that name. But you know. Well, before you play the song, uh, the Ritz Cracker movie is called Regarding Henry. Regarding Henry, okay. And you know who wrote it? Who wrote it? J.J. Abrams. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's weird. Who would have thought? Huh. Well, it must have been Directed early. Directed by Mike Nichols. He's early in his career. No, Mike Nichols is great. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. Mike Nichols, I think, is known for making movies that will get you laid. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, so we're going to end the show here with uh, Consuelo by the Small Town Doggers. Uh, Consuela. Consuela. Consuela by the small town. Which makes me doggers. wonder, because the horse was male, the guy was male, so who the fuck is Consuela? Maybe she's strapping it on. <laughs> yeah. He said it was inspired by. No, oh, okay. That doesn't Could be. have to be the exact story. People, we'll be back next week with episode 381. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night.
I'm just gonna let you guys think a little about what you, what I think about on the road every day. I will have sex with literally all of your family. I will kill and rape them. Wait, that's kind of a weird way to start. 